guys, it's Christmas time. It's a wonderful time. It's a stressful time, especially if you're like me, a last minute gift giver who cuts it a little close with the shipping. Guess what? You don't have to worry about shipping if you give the gift of Golf Digest schools. This is Golf Digest, home for golf instruction. Tons of video lessons from some of the best coaches and tour players in the world. They'll fix your driver play. They'll fix your fairway wood play. They'll fix your bunker play, your putting, your iron play, anything you could think of. Golf Digest Schools has it. My personal favorite, Jordan Spieth, teaching you how to rip bombs at the range. The best part about this, 40% off with promo code WINTER. That's all caps, W-I-N-T-E-R, WINTER. That's $80 off the best last-minute golf gift you can think of, the gift of better golf. Go to schools.golfdigest.com to find out more. We didn't even talk about Aaron Judge. Woo, oh, the judge is yeah, yeah. back. Judge, judge, judge. Welcome back to The Loop. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined by Steve Hennessy, Christopher Powers. We've got a fun show today, including Kelly in Vegas joining us to talk some gambling. Obviously, um, we all uh, got into Kelly with uh, the show on Showtime Action Fantastic show. I don't think it ever came back, unfortunately. Another victim of uh, COVID, I think. Mm. <laughs> what a great... I think the I think the second season was supposed to go to Europe and track... Oh, like, shit. That's right. Over that there. It never, nothing happened. It's... it's and if you look it up on IMDb, it says like 2019 dash and there's no like... Mm. Year. So it still it's might still, come back. Yeah, it still could come back, but yeah. I don't know if Kelly would have been involved, but the first was uh you know in vegas obviously and and she was a, a big part of it uh and, and what was the guy's name vegas vegas dan no, vegas, vegas dave i know vegas we dave. didn't even we didn't even get to that yeah i mean gotta hand it to him like the, the creator of the whale play i'm pretty sure yeah or at least the terminology um, i mean Wait, literally yeah i mean he the minus 40 Money line parlay, such a character, and oh then of course, Holly Saunders being with Holly Saunders, exactly. Mm. So there's the golf tie-in. Um, what a character! If you like, could not look away in the scenes that he was in. He's such a crazy dude. Yes. Um, but anyway, so we got Kelly in Vegas in a little bit. Uh, first, you know, it, it, obviously we're doing this uh, a day late, so you know, Victor Hovland. We all know the guy dominates at these resorts. CP love pointing out in that post that he's even like embracing it now uh, with that post that he put about, about loving resort golf. But what my favorite part of the whole week was um, this Norwegian broadcast of him. I mean, it's just so electric and we've seen this in the past with Victor with, I believe it was the Italian guys when Francesco Molinari won once at Bay Hill. Um, but these guys are so into it. It's insane. And uh, I know it got a little dramatic on the last hole because Victor was trying to choke it away, but it's the Hero World Challenge, and these guys are like screaming. It's a Christmas present. He's Santa Claus without a that. And the last the one freak. was for Puerto Rico. It's like for Puerto Rico. Yeah, when he right. wins a major, these two guys are gonna croak on live on yes. air. They're gonna die. They they might actually croak. <laughs> You're right. Uh, it's just an insanity. Yeah, you but, have I mean, to listen. If you haven't listened to it, you have to listen to it. Myers played it for me in the office yesterday. Yeah. We were dying for like a couple minutes dying. straight. It was electric. Absolutely dying. Yeah. Um, and I believe I have the names right here. They're both former 
uh, pros, uh, Per Hogsrud and Henrik Bjornstad. I know I I know I at least pronounced Henrik Bjornstad right. Oh yeah, I know that name. He he was but, a tour pro. A tour yeah, pro. he was a tour pro. Yeah, yeah, so I believe those are the two guys. Um, yeah, I mean we got to get them on the podcast. Yeah, it's, we should. Elect, that's a great call. We should. We should get some of these guys. I mean, because it's just what a scene. It, it like it makes Gus Johnson look calm. That's how <laughs> crazy it is. Um, so true. And one guy goes at the end, I can't take it anymore. I'm exhausted. I mean, and if the other guy goes, I can feel the tears coming. Oh, my God. For the hero. The hero World Challenge. And he won it last year. It's not even like he's never won it before. So, anyway, congrats to Victor Hovland and congrats to all of Norway, I guess, who is just having this tremendous party um, with this. All right. We've reached, obviously, a slower part of the season, but there is still golf this week. And, in fact, one of us is going to be at the match. Was it the match volume seven? seven? CP, you are headed down to Florida on Friday to, you know, let's fill it, fill everybody in. I think everybody knows it's Tiger and Rory versus JT and Spieth. But what else can you tell us about what's going to go down on Saturday? Exciting, exciting stuff. This Pelican Golf Club looks great. I know the LPGA has had a few events there. They even had just had it in November. Um, our Drew Powell did a great thing on it. I was just reading for the show. The the Augusta comparisons seem to be kind of uh, fair, and I'm excited to see it in person. You know, it's not literally Augusta National, but it definitely has that Augusta look to it, the bunkering. Um, the greens are supposed to be diabolical. It is an OG Donald Ross, so you know, the greens will be interesting. That Biarritz hole is going to be involved. I'm very excited about to see that. Um, they've got some good prop bets on that hole that we can get into mm. in a bit here. That's the uh, same hole where like three players correct. made a hole in one and won a Lamborghini, right? Correct. correct. So I think they actually have it here. It's on hole eight. Well, they have it for all the par threes. That's going to be the eighth hole. I think it's like the actual 12th hole there, <laughs> but they want they want it to be involved, you know. Um, especially in a crucial part of the match because this is a 12-hole match. So um, the prop bets are like, will these guys hit it inside of 10 feet? I would say absolutely. I don't know where the pins are going to be. I would imagine they want to utilize the the Buritz element of it. So um, it's plus 220 for everybody, plus 225 here on DraftKings to be inside mm-hmm. of 10 feet. It's a short hole. These guys are good, obviously. You know, you know Speed's going to be using whatever contour he possibly can. Um, you know, JT throws darts, Tiger throws darts. Rory's probably the only one I would say wouldn't put it inside of 10 feet. So um, that 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 one is definitely intriguing to me and we can get into the rest of it. I like Tiger and Rory. I know I've already seen some of our friends on gambling Twitter tout JT and Spieth. I realize JT is coming off of 64. Jordan's coming off of 76. Um, this is a pretty forgiving course off the tee from, from what I've seen. So Spieth should be okay. It just comes down to Tiger, you know, he's going to be driving around. He claims he can hit all the shots. He's shooting 63, 64. I would imagine, um, you know, if they let him drive the cart up to the green, like he's Donald Trump, then he'll, he'll, be, he'll be just fine <laughs> um, this week. And he's playing with Rory. It's best ball. Even if yeah. Tiger is like hobbling around, you know, Rory can, Rory can handle the load. So they're an underdog world. Number one, Tiger Woods in a cart. I have a very hard time um, not backing them. Man, Oof. can we just take a second 
for to recognize CP just did a course breakdown. I mean, hey, I'm excited moment. to see this. this. This place looks sick. I hope no, I do. It does. Maybe if I get it there, does. I'm getting there Friday. If if anyone from Pelicans listening, I I get some free time in the Friday, mix. Saturday morning. Well, I should have told. I I've played a. Uh, it's a, a cousin. Well, it's a husband of my a cousin. I've played Bel Air Country Club, which yeah, again, that's this great. Is, and it's oh, a nice bro. spot. Yeah, and um, there's some holes out by the water. And uh, it was a few years back, but um, I totally forgot that this was even going there, which is my mm-hmm. bad. I even looked into that, but uh, yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful area. Obviously, should have good weather. Uh, yeah, it looks good. 70s. Above the course break there. Yeah. Yeah. It's big. Baritz mentioned like three times that yeah. hit me over. I mean, the, love the pre show odds. How could you not mention the, the template hole? That's you right. You got to have some template holes tossed in there. <laughs> yeah. Of course. With Ross. Steve, what are your thoughts? I mean, I, look, I, I, we all heard Tiger say, um, I can hit all the shots. We all love hearing him say that. Yes. He, he just can't walk. I still, though, it, it's been a long time since he's played where it yeah. actually mattered. Um, obviously when the books make these odds, they know everybody's going to want to bet on tiger. Yep. So I factor that in as well. I, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to bet it, but if I were to bet it, I would probably go the other way. Of course I'm rooting for tiger. I think most of us are watching this, but it's tough for me to put any money on him. Having seen so little from him these past few months. That's yeah, that's where I'm falling earlier in the week. I was on Rory and Tiger. Like Rory's had such a good year just to, you know, have him in a best ball match. Like he could easily make 10 birdies. But yeah, yeah. The more the more I thought about it, I'm with you, Myers. It's like how healthy is Tiger and how much is he gonna contribute? And if he doesn't really do that much, like is it just a match, you know, Rory versus Spieth and JT? It sounds pretty square to think of it that way, but uh, you know, obviously Spieth didn't have a great hero, but that's happened in the past. And if these Augusta comps are true, the dude mm. loves Augusta. JT does too. He said it's his favorite course. Um, and, you know, I think where Spieth's really struggled is like off the TV. It's what it seems like. At least we don't have the strokes gain numbers last week, but um, you know, if he could get away with that and it's just kind of like short game creativity type shots, that's, that's his strength. And he's banged out the rust a little bit last week. So I'm I'm not quite there in terms of like making the making the bet, but that's where I'm leaning as well. These are the best for in play stuff. I mean, yep. the live betting opportunities are so big, and I'm really glad to see the matches like leaned into that too. They they have some partnerships with gambling companies, so um, that's that's the most fun part about this for me. Now, yeah, if, if you do like part. if you do like JT Spieth, the hope is you know Tiger Rory are one or two up, and then yeah. you just hammer time. Right. All right. I was going to say, if this were a scramble, then it's a different ball yeah, game because right. I think Tiger would just feast on Rory's drives exactly. all day. Uh, and I, I, I have, when Tiger says he can hit all the shots, I believe him within 150 yards, probably. Yeah. He's probably like as good as ever. He's, that's probably all he's been doing, you know, especially inside 100 yards. Right. The wedges, I'm sure he has dialed in, but it just, you're right, Steve. Rory could make 10 birdies on his own, and maybe Tiger doesn't even need to pitch in, but it just seems like it's going to be a little tougher to count on him to pitch in. Yeah. Uh, and he so, said, like, I don't know, you know, with the plantar fasciitis, like, he definitely doesn't have as much pop. Yeah. Yeah. The last time we saw him. And like he said, Charlie's out driving him. Now he, he might have yeah. just been saying that. Right. But like, right. you know, 
is like, is he going to be 40 yards behind all, all the other guys? I, I don't know. We have no idea. Right. We have no idea. Exactly. Um, all right. What are some of the bets that we're looking at? That's a great point about betting it live, especially if you get those favorites going down early, because of course, in, in a match play situation, anything can happen. And, you know, guys could lose the first two holes and then still win easily. So um, that's a good look there. What, what was anything else jumping out at you, uh, Chris or Steve from the props? I think it was um, it's the seventh hole. I'm not, I'm not positive if it's a par five or a par four, it's the longest drive and they're both minus one ten. I don't know how you just take the Rory side there um, yeah. for longest drive. Yeah. I'm with you. You know, JT will try and step on it. Of course it's the longest drive challenge that could, you know, things could get a little squirrely if, if he goes too hard after it, Rory will just make his smooth syrupy, uh, hopefully towering high draw that'll go 340. And I, I don't know if any of those guys can, can keep up with that. So, um, that that's probably my favorite bet of the week. Hmm. Yeah. I'm with you there. And I like your tee shots within 10 feet too on what'd you say it was hole eight, right? That's the Barretts. That's the Barretts hole. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then you could also bet everyone to hit the green, uh, plus yeah. 100. So not as good of odds, but you know, gives you a little wiggle room if it's truly like a little, 140 yard shot i think it, yeah i think it's 150 that's what i've read yeah if they like mirrored it after augustus 12th you know and it's their usual 12th that would make sense um we like don't know is there a scorecard out cp like do we know like how like where these tees are going to be on particular holes all i know is from drew's um yeah. piece that they backed up the one par yeah. five but um, okay yeah. yeah so i'd target that eighth hole that's what we have the most info on so yeah We'll hammer that. Yeah, I, don't, well, I think they'll all hit that green pretty pretty easily. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, uh, this is the second match that you've covered, right, CP? You're kind of like the correct match. first one with actual real live professional golfers. Yeah, you did True. the uh, Josh Allen, yeah, Patrick Mahomes against Rogers and who? Brady. Brady. That was that was fun. I forgot, one. About, I forgot about Tom Brady. My bad. <laughs> forgot He's forgettable. Him. Yeah. Very, <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, yeah. What do you think? Is this going to be similar? What was the we'll accent? A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of TV ratings talk over the last few days. Yeah. If you've scrolled Twitter a little bit, hero was way down. Yeah. All events are down. I mean, the world cup's on NFL's in, in full swing here. Kind of tough to compete. I wouldn't put too much stock in. I don't, who cares if the hero world challenge ratings are down? Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I saw somebody today, our boy E. Pat, saying there's no buzz. I think Saturday comes around. People realize Tiger's playing golf on TV in primetime. There's nothing Saturday night. Army-Navy exactly. will, be, will be done at 7. There's no NFL. That's next week, I think. There's three yep. Saturday games. Great time. The Heisman is like – nobody watches the Heisman. Nobody watches the Heisman. It's like a shit award now, unfortunately. Um, the last one – I went to the last good one, Lamar Jackson. That that was a fun one. Um but yeah, I mean, it's going to be the only show in town Saturday night, and it's Tiger Woods. I think people will tune in. You know, you're going to have your I'm not I'm not watching this people. And oh my god, that's true. Yeah, this isn't real golf. I'm not and the next, thing, I guarantee you, you will see someone. I'm not watching this, and they will be tweeting out the video for <laughs> clicks, hundred percent. So stay tuned so for that. You're right. That that is that is definitely going to happen. Um, all right, let's get into our guest, Kelly in Vegas. Again, we pumped her up earlier. Um, I, I'm really sorry I missed this chat. Uh, we, we 
we're all big fans. And I know you guys talked about the match and, and a bunch of other things as well. So uh, please have a listen to our chat with Kelly in Vegas. We are now pumped to welcome Kelly Stewart, a.k.a. Kelly in Vegas, to Golf Digest Loop Podcast. I would say, you know, any sports gambler listening to this probably knows Kelly in Vegas. But if you don't, Kelly's with Barstool Sports, where she hosts the weekly show Money Shots. And she's one of the main personalities on the Showtime show that we all love, the action uh, about the explosion of legal sports betting. So we've been fans of Kelly's for a while, but pumped to have her on, you know, big time in football. We got bowl season coming up, uh, NFL. So anyways, Kelly, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a while since I've seen you guys and uh, always excited to talk some football. Absolutely. Well, we got to start with K-State. Thankfully, Kelly has her voice back. She was there watching her Kansas State uh, wild Wildcats take down TCU in the Big 12 championship game. So I got to ask what it was like to see the alma mater get it done. And are you like kind of bummed out because now they can't play for the national championship? You know, if it was next year, they would be in the playoff, the 12 team playoff. So are you like a little upset that they did this one season too early? No, listen, as a K-State fan, uh, I'm always full of disappointment and hate (laughs) towards everybody. So that's just kind of how it works, right? Like, I still have vivid memories of the 1998 Big 12 Championship, 13 and a half point favorites. We lose to Texas A&M on my, like, 14th Mm. birthday or something ridiculous. Like, you know, as being a K-State fan, we're used to that. And the big reason why I went to the Big 12 Championship game as opposed to the bowl game is because, in my mind, not only did I know, not know, but think that Casey had a much better shot of winning it. Uh, I knew that with the close proximity being in Dallas, be able to see everybody. Right. And Casey getting to play spoiler is always fun to see because we're not really in that role in the postseason all that often, right? It's happened to us, but usually we're the ones that lose to Baylor in 2013 as, you know, 11 and a half point road favorites, like things like that. So I yeah. was like, okay, here's a chance for me to play spoiler. Uh, but it was really interesting because we got we flew in super late. I had to work all day Friday. Me and my girlfriend Stacy, also K State grad, had mm. you know several uh, nooners on the plane. Of course we did. We we're <laughs> nice. listen, ready to go, and we get there, and uh, the hotel gave our room away. So we ended up oh, shacking shit. up uh, with my seventy five year old aunt. Uh, she was oh, pretty God. sick of us by about two o'clock in the morning. Get back up. Uh, 6 a.m. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be a monster today. Like, this is my day to just like absorb it all. Right. I went to the alumni breakfast and just continued the party. I got to do the K-State chant while everybody's waiting to get let in the gates. It was not my idea, but my buddy was like, you should get up there and do it. And, and that was kind of what started the day. And Amazing. just had an absolute awesome time. At one point in time, K-State's up two scores. And I had some buddies like, hey, come down to our suite. I said, sure, free food and free drinks. As soon as we got down the suite, TCU touchdown. And I was gotta like, no, nope, gotta go, gotta go back to my seats. So it yep. was kind of just a crazy day. The the place was absolutely rocking. TCU fans, absolutely amazing. I had such a great time with the TCU fans sitting next to us. I'm sure they cannot nice. say the same thing about me, but <laughs> you know, it was just one of those like really iconic moments because I do have so many bad moments. It kind of was similar to the Big 12 championship game with Darren Sproles versus the Sooners, 2003, yeah. I believe, where Sooners went right mm. downfield, scored a touchdown, and we were going, oh, boy, this is going to be a long day. And it wasn't. K-State absolutely dominated. Now, obviously, the scores were significantly different, but I did feel like it was nice to see the defense get a lot of pressure on Max Duggan, which is not something we've seen that much. I mean, he's absolutely a star. I am going to be cheering very hard for them against Michigan. I don't know if they're going to cover, but I will be cheering for the Horn Frogs there. 
Yeah. And what about K-State against Bama? Uh, you give them pretty live shot to get it done? So I will say this. I know some sharp guys that bet Bama minus three when it opened up in Vegas. And those guys I do respect. But I would say this. They don't know K-State like I do. I do right. a show called Bet On It on uh, Wednesday afternoons. And my co-host said, oh, KU, look at this reverse line. I said, listen, there are certain times and places where you bet Kansas State, and there are certain times and places where you don't. And this one's going to be interesting. There's a lot of narratives here, right? You've got Bama. Who doesn't show up for Bama? Every single team, because it says Alabama on the front of their jerseys, you're going to get the best from their opponent. You also have Alabama who plays for the national title or at least some semblance of it almost every single year. So when they are in a bowl game that's less than desirable for them, which is very, I'm very excited that the Sugar Bowl invited Kansas State. You kind of wonder how well their fans are going to travel, who's going to opt out. And if yep. you guys have seen the transfer portal the last 48 hours, it is absolutely bananas. We'll yep. see who uh, ends up opting out of the bowl game. I'm going to go ahead and assume Bryce Young is going to be out. And that's probably a smart thing for him. If he was playing for a national championship, I could see why he'd want to be in there. But you don't want to take the risk of getting hurt, right? That Hendon Hooker injury uh, was really upsetting. And I think it may have cost him the Heisman. Those are the type of things where I completely understand why guys are sitting out. But I do think Alabama is going to get the best version of Kansas State. Last year, we played LSU, tons of opt-outs. Heck, they didn't even have a starting quarterback. They had a wide receiver who played quarterback in high school. That's right. I would love to get the best Bama team. I'm just not sure it's going to be there. Uh, I bet it plus five and a half on Monday. I missed the six. There's some interesting line movement back down again to three and a half. So yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. At this point, I feel like if you're going to bet K-State, just take the money line or don't bet it at all. I, I would not be surprised to see Bama's second team or even third team uh, give K-State some fits. But K-State's riding really mm -hmm. high. I don't think the narrative of K-State just had their Super Bowl against TCU is really yeah. it. Uh, I think that's a very odd narrative. Yes, it was a, a must-win game for Kansas State, especially after what happened in Fort Worth. But we'll see how this one plays out. Uh, yeah. Again, we've got to bet numbers here, not teams. Sometimes you're betting situations. So just keep an eye out because that's how the entire bowl season is going to be. we got to yeah. see who's opting out, who's going to be starting, who's transferring. These, these young guys have a lot to play for, some of them going to the NFL. And I, I don't blame them for not wanting to play in a meaningless bowl game, if you will. Right. Yeah, you just mentioned just that K-State money line. I think money line is perfect for bowl season, and we know you love a good three-team dog money line parlay. Have you made that play yet? Are you waiting till games get closer to kickoff? Have you started your research for the three-team uh, hungry dog parlay? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, uh, my co-host Hank always talks about hungry dogs run faster, and they do during bowl season. I will say this. I've started looking at some uh, some spots. I have some teams circled. I have Tulane uh, plus two and a half circled mm -hmm. over USC. I have Tennessee circled over Clemson as well. But there is a lot to be done in between now and the next couple of weeks. The unfortunate part is sometimes you don't get the best of the information or you don't get the yeah. best of the number. And during bowl season, I do always say get the best of the number. It is ultra important. But at the same time, if you're not getting the best of the information, what does the best number actually get you? So last year, I got a really nice text from uh, my boss over at Wager Talk. Johnny said, hey, the quarterback for Western Michigan is going to be out. Uh, here you go. Or I think, no, actually, I think it was the flip side, whoever Western Michigan played. So I took the plus seven, went all the way down three times days before the bowl game. Next thing you know, Western Michigan's a seven point favorite. I'm like, do wow. I go for the middle here? What do I, you know, what right. do I do? 
those type of plays, yes. If you can get ahead of the market, absolutely bet it early. If you're already late to the party, I think you, it's best to wait. Yeah. Because if, if it's already built into the line, right. what is really the harm? At that point, you can say, okay, yes, I think XYZ quarterback is worth three and a half points to the betting number, but now the lines move six points. Maybe we can look at the other side here. And so there, it's kind of a tread lightly, if you will, during bowl season. I remember years past, I would have 15 or 20 bowl games, it felt like, where right. like almost every day I was having action. And now I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I bet I don't bet 10 bowl games this year. Uh, and that's just the truth, just because of early looks, what I'm waiting to hear and kind of be able to navigate this new college football world that we're in. Yeah, that's a great point. I was going to ask that your process for betting the bulls, but you, you kind of took that. And so basically you're just going to wait for some info to bet them. Um, you know, if you Absolutely. Have yeah, yeah. Listen, we all can assume that certain guys are not going to play, right? Those yeah. uh, probably top seven quarterbacks, depending on if they're playing for the national championship or not. Right. But I'm going to go ahead and assume that Bryce Young isn't playing. I'm, I'm going to assume now I could be wrong, but that, those are just things that you're kind of guessing and I don't like to guess, mm-hmm. right? I want, again, good information, good numbers. I want to get the best bet in that I can. Now, if I just want some action on something, then wait till kick and throw 20 bucks on it. That's a completely right. different scenario. But if right. you're actually trying to do this to make money long-term, you've got to show some discipline, even though it looks like just a complete free-for-all starting next week and through New Year's. Yeah. I'm curious, you know, uh, most of our listeners are kind of casual sports betters. So, you know, they're probably the let's put 20 bucks on this before the game starts. I'm curious to that person. Is there some advice you could give to them, like looking to start their process of, you know, someone like yourself, you have probably power rankings and you know how to have the numbers are going to adjust based on people coming out and stuff like that. Is there some advice you could give, you know, average Joe college football better, uh, you know, for the, for the bowl season. So just college football better in general. Mm. I like to follow beat writers. Sometimes you can get great information. Now, granted, everybody else follows them as well, but if you can get that key player being out a little bit before, even if it's a minute before, and you're able to get your bet in, uh, before even you share with your friends, I've gotten in trouble for that one before. Uh, sorry, guys, I had to get my bet in before I shared with the group. Uh, all jokes aside, that kind of stuff is super important. Again, getting ahead of the information because 90% of the time, the bookmakers know everything that we know. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that you're going to get on that. So I like to follow those beat writers. Um, there's some really great guys out there that put out some nice sets of power ratings. So at one point in time in my career, I tried to do my own power ratings. Mm -hmm. And then I realized with the media commitments and everything else I had going on, I could not devote enough time. And so I have three guys that I use their power ratings. I fuse them all together, Mm -hmm. uh, to start the season, kind of see where their differential, uh, comes in. And then I manipulate it myself throughout the season. Now guy a may only drop uh, TCU a half a point for losing the big 12 championship. And another guy might not drop them at all. Right. And another guy may upgrade K state by a whole point. Right. I, I try not to overreact too much. And I think that that's the biggest thing with college football and even NFL don't overreact to what you saw last. It is not as bad as it looks, uh, especially in the NFL. I mean, the NFL is like the king of overreactions. I love to look yeah. at, um, some of the game of the year lines can come into a really great handicap. If you look at some of these books, put out lines in late July, early August, don't mind my Frenchie. She's over there snorting away. Like I knew I should have kicked her out. We love it. Uh, all jokes aside, those are the type of things you can look at and you can reference. Okay. Why was Bama 19 point favorite over 
old miss to start the season. Well, this guy wasn't quarterback. This wide receiver hadn't had a breakout time or this person got hurt or these other factors happening. Why is it now 14? And you, and when you realize why the lines moved or maybe it's moved for no reason at all, mm-hmm. maybe it's just perception. And right. those are the type of things I like to take advantage of as far as my handicap goes. And then of course, I don't know if you saw my tweet this morning. I said, I'm betting all seven divisional unders yeah. in the NFL this week blindly. And someone's like blindly. I go, I, you, if I over handicap, if I handicap these totals, Point blank, the end, the ones that I cherry pick will be the ones that lose. It never fails. So I do think that flat betting is the best way to go. Now, I you'll see some handicappers say, oh, I have five units on this or I have one unit on this prop bet, whatever. Personally, all of my college football is all three units. All of my college basketball is all two units. All of my NFL is one unit. And the reason why for me mm. is because I'm much more confident in college football. I feel pretty confident in college basketball. And I know NFL is an absolute and utter disaster almost every single week. And so what I started doing this year was only playing my best bets. And the system plays uh, that I know from a large sample size Mm -hmm. can work significantly in my favor. 64 and a half, you know, 65%, stuff like those divisional unders that I know I have a 600 game sample size to back up what I'm putting my hard earned money with. Yeah. And I think that as a recreational better, if you just want to go crazy and do like Stan next to got the big 12 championship game the other day, 12 team parlay sends me a 12 team K state <laughs> money line, Michigan money line had like six NFL games, a couple of totals. And I looked and I said, eh, he bet five bucks. Who cares if he hits that, that's going to absolutely make his Sunday. He's going to go play around and golf with his buddies, drink some beer with the money. That's fine. But if yeah. you want to do this and actually make money, long-term and not just completely destroy yourself. I think flat betting is the way to go. Uh, I just, I know, I know there's wild variants. I've seen it too many times with my buddies where we're sober on a Saturday morning, they'll have 20 bucks on a game and drunk on a Saturday night. Next thing you know, they're firing 10 X of that same bet, trying to either chase or things like that. I can tell you right now, that is a very quick way to go broke. You may win that one time you get that 200 bucks back and you're even, and you're happy for the weekend, but long-term that strategy is not going to work out well. I, I can hope you're attest, listening to I can this. To that. I can, can you? That. Yeah. I think we all can. You know, that's yeah. something that I I know I stand up here and I on this pulpit. And I'm like, don't do this, don't do that. I was with Pam Maldonado. Uh, she's a big Texas fan, but she was like, hey, I've got a ticket on K State. Can I come to the Big Twelve Championship game with you? I said yes. Nice. And she goes, man, you you're really good about saying this. I go, Pam, I have to remind myself. You know, you always get that friend. Maybe they give you relationship advice, and you're like. How about taking your own advice, buddy? Yeah, right. But it's the same thing. It's it's mm-hmm. a reminder for myself because I think I we all kind of have that that gambler's mentality, right? Like I yeah. am constantly like, I'll bet you 50 bucks. You, mm-hmm. My dad all the time, I'm like, dad, I will Google it right now. I'm going to promise you that this was when this happened. And, you know, give me 50 bucks. He's like, I'm not betting you. And I'm like, he's like why does everything have to be gambling related? I'm like, I don't know. That's just That's how my fun. life has turned into. So I yeah. get that. I don't like to use the D word anymore. I get in trouble for calling people degenerates. Um, yeah. But it, but I do have that. I can't go into a casino and not sit down at a blackjack table or a uh, roulette table, throw throw 50 bucks on black before dinner. Cool. Yeah. I, I went and I just bought a bottle of wine for dinner for all of us. I, I lose and I'm just like, oh, whatever. But that, that itch, if you will, like mm-hmm. it, I get that it needs to be scratched, but as long as you do it within your actual bankroll means, you're going to be fine. 
But it's when you get, like you said, Chris, you get a little, yeah, a couple cocktails in, and then you're mad because Jim Harbaugh punches it in. Yeah, that was fun. I was on the airplane for that one. Punches <laughs> it in when you probably should have oh. taken knees. Uh, oh you know, God. and so what's what's your natural reaction to pick up your phone and make another bet? Wrong yep. answer. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned um, divisional unders before. I also like divisional dogs, and you're also talking about overreaction lines too. My personal favorite this week, I want to see if you agree, is the Browns are getting six and a half on the road in Cincinnati. I think that's crazy town. I think that'll be a tight, low-scoring divisional game. I know Watson looked like kind of like shit last week, but um, I think that was kind of to be expected. Do you, do you agree on, on the Browns this week? I do. I also love divisional road dogs yep. in particular. Uh, usually I love to tease them in that spot. Uh, the Vikings is a great teaser spot for that this week. But yes, I do like Cleveland. Cincinnati, I was sitting in the airport in Baltimore after the Ravens game. And sure enough, there it was. And here comes Joe Burrow just owning Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> and everybody, I think everybody at the bar next to me basically was either rooting for the Chiefs because they hate the Bengals because I was in Baltimore <laughs> or a couple of guys next to me had money on the Chiefs, and I asked why. And they said, well, he's just not going to keep keep beating Patrick Mahomes. Well, what kind of narrative is that? Of course of course, he's capable of still beating. Maybe he has their number. Those type of scenarios are always funny. So I agree with you. Browns, while they did get the cover in Houston, I knew a lot of sharp guys took the seven, but that was because we were afraid of what we were going to see from Watson. That's exactly what we did. But that running game, just solid. I think that that's yeah. one of the things the Chiefs still kind of have – as an issue, yes, Patrick Mahomes is very mobile, but they just don't have a very strong running game. Two-headed monster in the backfield with Cleveland. You can bet I will be on Cleveland as well this weekend. Perfect. Um, uh, <laughs> how about some other bowl games that you've put down on already? Um, you talked about a few of them, but are, are there any any others that we didn't talk about? that? No, I mentioned the two. So literally, if you want to see my list, I literally have the same notebook. I use it all year long. Here's my list. I have three bowl games written down so far that I've actually go. played. Uh, the only one I didn't talk about was Purdue. Now, I know that sounds uh, really crazy, and I'm probably going to go to that bowl game with my co-host, Megan, making money. It's at the Citrus Bowl in Orlando. Uh, I have a weird feeling here. Uh, Miami, or excuse me, uh, LSU has had that very weird up and down season, right? That loss to FSU, that win over Alabama, and then they just got throttled by Georgia. I kind of wonder what's left in the tank. And I think Jeff Brom does a really great job, particularly as an underdog. Again, he should have covered against Michigan. Harbaugh yeah. and I uh, still aren't speaking about that one. But that being said, I like Purdue. I'm going to wait. I have not bet it yet. I do think typically, and, and you'll see different charts out there. That's what I'm a very visual person. So like I always ask Ralph from Wager Talk to make me nerd charts because I can see them so much better that way. Uh, there was a chart out there talking about how the ACC does in bowls, SEC, Big 12. Uh, and the SEC, well, there's kind of a little bit of a bias there, right? Well, this is an SEC team. They must be significantly yeah. better. So I do lean against SEC teams in bowl situations, depending on where their mood is. Uh, LSU last year, obviously, I said, got throttled against K-State with basically third-string players. They should come to play, but I really do like this Purdue team. I think that as an underdog, all your last two seasons, basically, under Brom, they've, they've done really well. We'll see how well Purdue travels to Orlando, uh, and we'll see how many LSU fans end up showing up. But that's on my long list. Uh, but literally, the only ones I bet so far are K-State, Tulane. And uh, Tennessee is circled. It's not on my list yet to keep an eye on, but it's circled because I do kind of want to see Clemson looked 
amazing in the ACC championship yeah. game. As somebody who had a North Carolina plus seven and a half ticket in my pocket, <laughs> I did not even turn it back on. Like it no. was, it was, was over on the first quarter. Yeah. yeah, it was over so fast. I was like, okay, well, that's a loss. And I think that's another thing as a rec better, just turn it off. Like don't subject yourself to this kind of torture. Like they're 100%. not coming back. And if they do, great. You didn't have to worry about it. I think that's right. one of the best pieces of advice I got. And I told somebody that today about the divisional under, she's like, Kelly, you're killing me. I go, just don't watch. Yeah. Watch a different game. Like right. that uh Giants game last weekend that I somehow won the under by the hook in <laughs> overtime. Oh my god. All but was that in a missed field goal. I was at the Ravens game. I didn't have to subject my soul to that. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to suggest subject my soul to that late touchdown either in the Packers Chicago game. Yep. Ended up losing, but that's kind of how the NFL is. It, you, you win some, you lose some that you shouldn't have won. Crazy things happen, and sometimes it's okay to just not watch. Yep. Sometimes. 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 I've learned that. Again, I agree. But if there's multiple games on and a game isn't going my way, don't think I won't march my ass upstairs and change the channel and watch something different when the other game down here is on. If I... If it's early and things aren't going my way, I like to mix things up. Like I told you, I went, the juju, right? yeah, well, I went to the suite to visit some friends because I was yeah. feeling really great about K-State. And in a sec, I was like, nope, got to go. See you guys later. Yeah. Do you well, have Saturday. any any early That's leans for the, the playoff, college football playoff? So I would really love to give TCU some credit. I really would. Uh, I think the problem is, is they really overachieved a better part of the season. I'm going to pull up the current odds on the odds yeah. screen just because – I want to see, I saw somebody tweet earlier that it did get to 10, and I thought that was rather interesting. Uh, Michigan, I was on them against Ohio State, but as I mentioned, I was against them last week. I am not 100% sold on TCU being good enough. Max Dugan, Mm -hmm. did we just take the wind out of his sails? Did you guys see when they announced – them to get into the college football playoff, he didn't even stand up. So currently mm. there's there's some nines out there, a couple of eights, uh, but it it did hit 10 for a brief moment in time. So yeah. got bet back down. I make the game eight, which is such a weird college number. Right. The interesting thing that we saw um, against Ohio State with Michigan, and I did bring this up in my Purdue analysis, was all of a sudden we're going to let J.J. McCarthy throw the ball downfield. Harbaugh, where's this been the whole time? I had right. Illinois... I didn't take the money line and I was kicking myself. I was like, oh my God, why didn't I consider them for my three-team parlay? And ultimately they lost, but Harbaugh kicked like four field goals in that game. Mm-hmm. And the offense looked super inept. And so maybe he got after them uh, for that one. But I played that situation thinking, okay, they played they play Ohio State on deck. It wasn't really that much that I loved Brett Bielema in Illinois. Yes, they've been really good this year. Yeah, But all of a sudden there was like a flip switch and the problem was so i blamed harbaugh for punching it in there and covering the 17 but i didn't blame jeff brahm for kicking five field goals Mm -hmm. in that game i mean he was covering the whole game but at some point in time you got to play to win the game you can't i understand maybe he was playing to cover maybe he wasn't maybe he does know i don't know i'm gonna tell you this right now though it sure looked like harbaugh knew the spread because most coaches would have just had a little humility and uh, taken a knee he did not he didn't care And yep. I would say, if, you know, Jeff Brom traded one of those field goals for a touchdown, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So I do have my concerns about TCU. Uh, I do think K-State did a pretty good job defensively. Obviously, we know Michigan has a really solid defense here. I think it's going to be a great game. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get involved. And yep. then on the flip side, um, Ohio State was on the outside looking in. 
gets in last second, gets to play Georgia. Uh, you know, a lot of people said Georgia's going to repeat. And I said, nah, I don't know. They have a lot of super seniors that are gone now. And I'm just not sure about this Georgia team. And then, boom, we watched the Oregon game. I'm like, okay, maybe my uh, take was really wrong. They're legit. Now, we've seen some falters, though, like through the Mizzou game, Kent State. There's been a couple of times mm. where Georgia has had a couple of scares. Can Ohio State do that? They're going to have to play a lot better than they played against Michigan. I'll tell you that much. And I haven't watched a ton of Ohio State football this year. That's just full disclosure. You can only watch so many things. But currently six and a half, and there are sevens still available if you like Ohio State. Total 61 and a half is interesting because I think that kind of dictates how you think the game is going to go. Mm -hmm. I think if Georgia wins the game, it's an under game because yeah. they're able to completely shut down Ohio State. Otherwise, can we see a track meet here? I think maybe we could. I yeah. think maybe we could see some really awesome plays from both sides. I mean, Stetson Bennett's like my age or something, isn't he? He's like, <laughs> yeah. like the oldest. I mean, he and Lamar Jackson are like the same age. Got to uh, be 30. He's, I yeah, mean, it's, it's, it's hilarious. I'm like, uh, have we checked his birth certificate? But <laughs> yeah. he, I mean, he is playing like he's been in college for a while. He's done a really excellent job for the Bulldogs overall. I think both of these are going to be really good games. But ultimately, I do think that Michigan will get the win and be playing Georgia in the national championship. There you go. CP's a, a big Georgia fan, so he likes to hear that. I'm a little uh, nervous, but yeah. What, so tell me why you're nervous, though. Maybe Because I have just insight here, too. I just think they get now. Now Ohio State's kind of got nothing to lose. I think they'll be, you know, mm -hmm. reading that they're soft for the next couple of weeks and play a little bit, you know, kind of let it rip a little bit. So, But the Georgia defense can kind of uh, mitigate that against just they can about let anybody. It rip, but I have to say this. Kirby Smart's a way better coach than Ryan Day. Yes. That right there is yeah. huge for me. <laughs> Coaching advantage is huge. And I never really thought Ryan Day was an excellent coach, but I can definitely tell you I've started to downgrade him over the last couple of years. I, some of those losses, uh, I'm not blaming him solely for, obviously, but there's been some questionable play calling, and I'm not sure if, if Ohio State's going to keep him around much longer. Yeah, after that Michigan game, I, I definitely agree. He was outcoached by Harbaugh, which is a tough scene. Uh, <laughs> it is definitely a tough scene. Yeah. So, look, Kelly, we, I mean, we could talk football all day. I got to ask you one golf question, though. We got yeah. the match coming up uh, Saturday. I don't know if that's on your radar at all. Tiger and Rory versus Spieth and JT. Do you, like, is, do you, did you even know about that until I just said it? So, uh, so I did, um, and, I, okay. and I'm really sad. So I just went to a wedding that involved a former PGA golfer. I saw a bunch of the guys on the tour that I okay. knew, and they said, are you going to be in Florida for the match? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be there. Uh, I thought it was next weekend. I'm going to Army Navy this weekend. Uh -huh. And uh, Eagles at Giants already committed to that. Plus, it's not like you just get tickets for the match. I mean, it's an invite-only no. thing. So it's not yeah. like I could have necessarily just weaseled my way in there anyway. But it is in my backyard. I think it's going to be absolutely awesome. Yeah. A little bit of um, just reminder. I love Tiger. How can you not love Tiger? Tiger mm -hmm. is the GOAT but you always are paying a premium for Tiger. Right. Always, always, always. Right. And that's something to consider. The last time we had the match, I told everybody take Phil and Charles yeah. because I have a, a good friend connection with Charles. We shared an agent for a while. And I, mm -hmm. she said, she texted me, she goes, Charles has been practicing a lot. Yeah. And Phil's going to be really good for him, especially in um, that team style of play, right? So it's going to be really interesting. I will say this. I could see uh, a healthy tiger, which 
We're not sure right. how healthy he is. Go out there and absolutely just demolish. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. Just know that you're paying a little bit of a premium. Uh, and again, this is one of those fun bets, right? Don't right. go crazy. It's the match. This isn't yeah. some big time tournament. These guys are having a good time. There's a lot of trash talk. It's always so fun to watch on TV. So just a little asterisk there uh, if you do it. But yes, I'd probably be on the dog. Are you are you betting the over in Army Navy? So <laughs> I've gotten a lot of questions about Army Navy and uh, I have not decided. So uh, Barstool is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And so I was going to wait to bet this game once I get there so mm. I can put out a, a ticket that my viewers so love to see. How can you bet the over? I mean, <laughs> I know that they made it that low for a reason, but it's all it's been free money for, what, 16 years now? Yep. Yep. So it's really tough. I think both of these are going to – I think it's going to be a knockout, dragout type game. I lean towards Army right now, but I will say this. The tickets are coming in on Army. The sharp money is coming in on Navy money line. I, I want to see if we get a three. Uh, that's basically what I told my buddy Adam this morning. He's like, what do you think? Because he's going to meet me down there for the game. I said, I think we could see a three. Are we going to? Let me look at the screen really quick because now I want to know. Uh, we do have some two and a halves minus one fifteen popping up. Mm. I think we could see a three. Yeah, uh, key up there. number, huge key number in uh in college football. Obviously, Army runs that really nice option. We're already starting to see thirty two. So if you like the under, do not wait. Bet it now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm gonna be looking for a key number with Army. If not, I don't know what I'm gonna bet. I, I feel like the under is like scary low. Just. Just like almost nauseating. Like, could it get to 29 and a half? I mean, that's like <laughs> insanity. Uh, I mean, yeah, of course it could get to anything with enough yeah. money. The bookmakers right. at that point in time have to try to take advantage. But I think both teams are going to be super mo motivated here. Uh, but I will say the reason why I do really lean towards Army here and hopefully get a three is because they'll get to go to a bowl game if they win this game. So solid defense you guys know me pretty pretty old adage take the better defense plus the points yeah uh navy tends to give up a lot of points though and that's where the under really scares me i don't think this is going to turn into a shootout if you will but it could be <laughs> a shootout for these two and squeak over the total we'll see how this one goes but i i couldn't believe it the other day when i saw 16 straight i could have swore there was at least one year that yeah. broke it up but i think it might be based on the closing number there not the opening yeah. number that that right. stat came from. So don't forget, uh, yeah, if you like the under, I would get on it pretty quickly. And no, please do not tease it. I Please do not tease college football. <laughs> I've already gotten that. So many people want to try. What if you just tease because Army's at two, two and a half? What if you tease Army over a, over, uh, over a touchdown and take the under? I'm like, okay, please, please, please don't tease college football. Please. I know. I wish Never. I mentioned the data and the subsets and the angles that we have. If there was data to back it up, I can promise you guys I would make a huge case for it. Huge. Right. I'd be like, yeah, let's just tease everything. The problem is, is uh, we don't have the data to back it up. And when you have to hit uh, low 70s in teasers to be profitable, especially wow. if you're laying over 120, that is, uh, that's a real issue. Wow. I mean, CP, I, I really hope you're listening to all of this. This is I, so I, I, I never play. tease college football. She's right. I mean, yeah. good. right. That's good. I love disaster. to hear that. Uh, I know I try to be a stickler, but you guys have to remember, you have to learn from my mistakes because I've made about every single one of them, whether it's career-wise or betting-wise, <laughs> I have completely done some really dumb things. So I'm just out here on my little pulpit going, please don't do this. Let me help you. Uh, just because uh, that is how some people have to learn, though. Sometimes yeah. you have to learn the hard way. Otherwise, uh, yeah. 
you're living in your parents' basement, you know, 44 years old all of a sudden, and you're going, what happened to my life? Yeah, it's not all, uh, you know, it, it, you have to be smart about betting and that that's what you do great um, on your Twitter. Uh, so everyone go follow Kelly in Vegas on Twitter. She puts out, you know, all her picks, obviously, and some great advice, just like she did here. Kelly, can't thank you enough for, for joining us and uh, hope to catch up sometime soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Stephen and Chris. You guys have a great day. Folks, it's Christmas time. We're getting close to the big day. If you're like me, you're a last minute gift giver who's already cutting it too close when it comes to shipping. You don't have to worry about that. If you give the gift of Golf Digest Plus, this is the perfect golf gift idea. This gives you the magazine, our website completely unlocked, all kinds of great content on the website golfdigest.com like places to play exclusive course reviews and course ratings and plenty of great video content and golf digest plus is now offering gifting subscriptions super easy to go sign up you go to golfdigest.com backslash plus that's p-l-u-s golfdigest.com backslash plus give the gift of golf digest plus to the golf fan in your life Thanks again to Kelly in Vegas for joining us. All right, I got got me thinking. Uh, this week's ranking: top five gambling related movies. Uh, now, at first, we were thinking it's kind of a small list, but man, if you expand it, if you think yeah. outside of sports gambling, there's actually a ton. Um, and and I can go first if you guys need a little more time or whatever here. Um, I'll, I'll kick it off here. Actually, yeah. Well, first off, there are a few that just missed for me. Uncut Gems, I know, will probably be in your list. Yeah. It was too – I mean, I guess in a way it's a good movie because of how stressful it was. But I like – I you couldn't pay me to watch that movie again. It was the most stressful movie I've ever watched in my life. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Maverick I used to love as a kid, but I think it's been bypassed by some of these. Um, and then there was another one I was thinking, um, an older movie. Oh, I've never really seen Rain Man, amazingly enough. I haven't I either. I to, okay, really? I'm I know, like – I love Tom Cruise. I think he's the goat movie you star. Love, you love Cruise. Cruise is great. I, I mean, mean, the goat of putting asses in the seats. In he my is. Opinion, Tom Cruise. Well, it, it helps when you have a machine behind you that's getting people in the seats physically. <laughs> By the way, Bel Air is right where that they live. Everybody lives there. <laughs> that's that's you see oh, the uh, you see geez. the Scientologist walking down the street there. It's crazy. Oh, you I thought you were talking about huge. Interesting. Are you talking about the, uh, oh. the Illuminati? No, the Scientology. <laughs> Maybe that's it. <laughs> it's their headquarters. Um, I don't know if it's technically Tampa or Dunedin or Bel Air, but it's yeah, like, you're right. I've seen. I've the last time I was there, my grandma lives there. I, you see them walking around in like the sailor suits. It's it's kind of wild. Um, but anyway, Cruz, great. Anyway, he's out. I'll get into my top five. Sorry, Mississippi Grind. Joel put me onto this one. Oh, ben I was gonna. Mississippi I thought Reynolds. I was the only one who saw it. So oh, lo- oh, maybe you put me onto it. I thought maybe. it was Joel. Maybe it was you. Probably you. You gave me Big Fish the other week. Good stuff. Mississippi Grind, fantastic. That's my number five. Two for the Road, number four, Pacino <laughs> and McConaughey, classic. Uh, two for the money. Two for the money. Two for the money. Two for the money. Which I've never seen. I need to. like. Oh, you have to see it. Yeah, I'm amazed you haven't seen it. Two for the money. Thanks, Steve. Um, try, we're trying to do this quick. Uh, Rounders, of course, classic. <laughs> Poker, uh, Matt Damon. Um, what's his name? Uh, John Malkovich. Gr- great film. Then number two for me, this is a little cheap because it's not like really focused on gambling. It's more like a con man movie, but oceans 11 for me, 
just such a slick movie. I've always yeah. loved it. I never really got into the, the sequels as much, but I saw Ocean's Love. I remember seeing it in the theaters. I remember watching it a lot, renting it when we, you know, we actually used to rent VHS tapes. Love Ocean's Love. And finally, speaking of VHS tapes, this used to come on two VHS tapes. It was so freaking long. Just a classic, classic movie, Casino. Uh, yeah. That is my number one. And so that's my top five. How about you guys? That's a good list. I need to see Casino as well. That's, that's oh my god! Yes, oh, e, you've got wow. to see Casino. It's classic. I'll go. Um, Mississippi Grind's also my number five. You have to see it. that. It's the most accurate yes portrayal of a true degenerate. degenerate. It's not about yep. counting cards and yep. having yep. some. He's a true degenerate. He goes to the horse track. He plays poker on like a boat. He's always taking the big swing. He's always a taking life. the big swing. Yep. It's Ben Mendelsohn. He's from Bloodline. He's a great actor. He's been in a couple. He's stars. an amazing actor. I can't amazing he actor. hasn't been in more things. Right. And that's why I watched it because I had seen Bloodline. Anyway. Yep. And then right. you got Ryan yeah. Reynolds, just kind Ryan of Reynolds is a, is Ryan a Reynolds, which is yep. great as well. He's the perfect like second man in that. Yeah. Uncut Gems is four for me. I loved it. I saw it in theaters on Christmas night because my mm-hmm. brother's was like nice all holiday in flick get you into the holiday <laughs> my, my brother is a movie guy as we know he was all in on it he's like we're going christmas night yeah. we have to go that was the you know like you said myers anxiety oh. out the ass for two oh. straight hours i thought sandler's i think people have soured on it i still yeah. think it's great Frances isn't great in it um, <laughs> <laughs> who else is in it all everyone's time. great in it. Oh, kevin garnett kevin garnett's yeah, is great in it kevin yeah. garnett's great in it i i think it's a good one but you're right. I think I've watched it one more time since, and that that was enough for me. Rewatch it. Yeah. Um, in the same vein as your second one, I think kind of not really a gambling movie, but also captures degeneracy. Is Hardball with Keanu Reeves? Oh, interesting. I didn't even think of that as a game about baseball and you know in the projects and all that. Oh, yeah. But the first like thirty minutes of the movie is about him you know needing to cut the bulls needing a backdoor cover and he's oh watching through the window at the oh, restaurant that's right. and, I've yeah. seen that. and the guy's yes. knocking on his door for the money so yes. for like the first hour it's about him being this you know piece of shit degenerate gambler and then he saves the baseball team and right, yada, yada, right. Yada. so i would put that in my top five yes. wow. i'm also going to put casino royale which is a james bond movie not a gambling movie but the poker scenes are great in it and i know Amazing. people have like debunked that he would ever get a straight flush it's a movie it's a hollywood it's a movie. Movie. i don't really care yeah. and then rounders is number one for me of course yeah. rounders. casino royale that was great i had it on my list too and i was like is it really a gambling movie but you're right it is it's called casino royale and that dude um lachif or whatever that another guy great actor. is another unbelievable actor yeah. if you haven't seen the series hannibal good lord mm. i mean he is wow off the charts and i love bond so uh, yeah, that's a great list. Yeah, Steve. Man, I have no. Follow those up, man. Yeah, I know. This, it's tough going last in these. None of mine are original anymore. It's number five's Casino Royale. I, I okay. thought that was going to be original. CP mentions it. Uh, Ocean's Eleven, four, just classic. One of those movies you always put on if you see it. Yep. Yep. Uncut Gems also on my list. Um, I watched that. It was during quarantine, right? CP it was like during COVID, and no, oh, this was not when it came out. I oh, not when it came out. On streaming, yeah. Yeah, streaming. I watched it with my in-laws when we were living with them and everyone was like so on edge. And I was, you know, I'm sitting there as a gambler, just loving every second of it. And it gets, Uh you know, it's done. And they're like, oh, my God, why did we watch that? That was terrible. I was like, 
That's one of my favorite movies. It's amazing. By the way, one of the big people, like true gamblers, were like pissed about his. You can never same game parlay, and now same game parlays yes. are the biggest thing in yes. gambling right now. And when that point. movie came out, all the pro betters were like, "You you would never be allowed to do that." And now it's like yeah. they're encouraging you to do it. I every encourage day. you. Yeah, stealing your money that way. And everybody also went crazy over like stupid little. There was something about like the game was on TNT and it wouldn't. Get, <laughs> it was like people oh are God. sick, man. I mean, yeah. look, Ed Sandler was amazing. I just. Yes. Tough to watch it. It just my stomach's oh, really sure. thinking about it. Uh, it's tough. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I wonder if DraftKings and FanDuel came up with same game parlays from Uncut Gems. Yeah, it probably to, was. We owe uh, Adam yeah. Sandler that. Yeah. 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 The only thing I don't like about Uncut Gems now is this stupid chick who's famous for just saying Uncut Gems or whatever. Like Uncut that, Gems. That's yeah. That's a little much. But besides that, it's actually a good movie. Yeah. Uh, two Myers. I can't believe you said two for the money. That's like. One of my favorite what? movies. Oh my god! I, I might have to watch that again this weekend. That is so good. I can if never can, find it anywhere. Find it. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you guys find it, please. Oh really? Me. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that was the like same thing with- high school, like just watching it, you know, on repeat. Shit yeah. was the best. Yeah. Oh my McConaughey god. McConaughey is man. Yeah. To be <laughs> Who's what's it? What's his name in it? Uh, Artie Lang or? Oh yeah, yeah. He's a, is he, yeah. Artie Lang is his name in the movie? No, not Artie Lang. Something Lang. <laughs> no, um, yeah, J. Is it J. D. Lang? The character, yeah, yeah, he's something like that. Anyway, he's the million dollar million dollar man, million dollar man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. And Rounders number one. I could. Is that that's your two? Rounders yeah, that's my one. two for the money's two and Rounders. Yeah, one. I could quote everything from Rounders. So I have to put it on. I'm so glad no one said. I watched it during quarantine. That 21 movie sucks. It's oh yeah, I know. yeah. yeah. Not Although Kate, Kate Bosworth is legendary, but yeah. I was very excited for the 21 movie and um, it was, it was a letdown. Disappointing. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, wow. We got, those are, that might be our most spirited uh, <laughs> ranking ever. Uh, a lot of agreement too. Yeah. Brandon Lang is the character. Brandon Lang. There you go. Not Artie Lang. Not Artie, not Artie, Artie Lang. Artie what's, Lang, another legend. What's Pacino's name? Because Stu Finer claims it's based off of him. Yeah, does I he think really? Yeah. Yes. And I've heard another guy claim it's based off of him. So God only knows if either of them are right. Really? Is he uh, Stu in that? Maybe he's Stu. Is he really? Uh, I don't remember. I'm looking it up right now. His character is uh, Walter Abrams. Oh, there you go, Walter. Walter yeah. And Brandon like Lang. Anyone who hasn't seen it has to has to watch it, including. I, I honestly would rewatch all these movies oh, except for Uncut Gems. Can't do it. It's it's too tough. Um, all right, good stuff there. Uh, moving on, NFL. Uh, speaking of Francesca and the league where they play, Pope. Uh, how did we do this week? Uh, I don't think I did well. But... Mars, you were the only winning record. Oh, I was all right. <laughs> Myers went probably, two and one. Wednesday now. I'm so off. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the Rams plus five. That was extra sharp. They should have won that game outright. Um, we needed that as Giants fans, unfortunately. Gino, uh, Gino's that dude this year. He led the game winning drive. You had the Giants, which hit, obviously. Crazy, That's crazy. Right. Hit. I actually two. put real money on that too. That's yeah. a crazy hit. Yeah. And then your only loss was the Ravens, who the Broncos oh, somehow the Broncos should have won the game. I mean, I know the Ravens converted. Wow. I don't know how many fourth downs they converted on the last drive. It was just a slog fest. 
Yeah. So Myers two and one to go to 21 and 18, which is now one game back of our leader, Steve, who went one and two, 22 and 17. Steve was on the Packers, which is a crazy cover. Um, I ended up doing that divisional. We talked about it with Kelly and you guys sent the tweet last week. I did like a divisional unders parlay. The Giants one obviously hit. I think another one hit, and the Packers one was the one that didn't hit because of that late freaking touchdown. Oh, and that was a hideous game for most. Hideous game. Yeah. Yep. And then Steve is on Tennessee, who got, Ugh, got that never had a chance. By AJ Brown and the GM lost his job. I think based on that was that. crazy. I know, and everyone was on that too. Like, I know. It seems like any handicapper was giving out that bet. So. Yep. So Steve, 22 and 17, Alex, 21 and 18. I also went one and two, unfortunately. I stupidly bet those shitty Patriots Thursday night. The Dolphins, um, who let that game got away from them pretty pretty quickly at the end. And then my Lions covered with ease at home. Um, So I am 19, 19, and one. Wow, this is close. Yeah, it's getting it's getting close. Wow, close toward the ends here. I'm in last. I'll go first again. <laughs> um, I told Kelly already, so people already heard this pick. I love the Browns divisional game. They're getting six and a half. I think everyone's you know Bengals are hot. I get it. Everyone's going to want to run to the window to bet them to bet Burrow, but this is a divisional game. It's going to be close. By the way, I see six. By the way, right now. I'm okay, gonna... I'll take six. I don't care. Um. Little fun stat: The Browns are five and zero in their last five against the Bengals. Crazy stat! I don't think Ooh, people realize that's, this. That's game. crazy. No, that's idea. including at the Bengals twice. I think they beat them already this year. I think it's just a great matchup. They they can run on them. They can get you know Garrett will get to Burrow. Um, the O line stinks in Cincinnati. I do think the Bengals will eventually you know end up winning this game, but I think it'll be a close, low scoring. Uh, so Browns plus six. Sorry about the wrong line there. I probably have I, – I always look on covers, so I probably have these wrong too. But I'm going Chargers Sunday night plus three. Um, three and a half. Know three and a half. Three and a half. All right. I'll take that. Um, I'm excited for this one. This is like marquee Ooh, event of the year. The big QB. Herbert Tua. Yeah. I think you yeah. know everyone's going to think the, the Dolphins are bouncing back. I think they're staying West Coast, which might help them. But I think the – Chargers win this one. Um, sky starts to fall a little bit in Miami. Herbert better Tua. Herbert better than Tua takes start on Twitter Monday morning. I'm very excited for for that. It's going to be chaos. And then I am fading everyone. I am betting the fraud Vikings plus two and a half mm. in Detroit. You everyone can look. I love the Lions. I love Campbell. I think Goff might still pull off a miracle MVP run at the end of the season here, but. <laughs> The people running to bet the Lions is crazy to me. So Dude. I will take the Vikings. This this might just be a team of destiny. It's going to be high scoring. It's going to come down to some clock timeout issues at the end. And I would much rather be on Kevin O'Connell's side uh, if that happens. So I'll fade everyone. You can have uh, the favored Lions. I'll take the Vikings. Plus, I have two and a half. Is that is that what it is? Yes, two and a half. Okay. So Vikings, two and a half. Chargers, three and a half. Cleveland, six for me. Myers Myers is next. Wow. Man, 
I don't want to cop you on two picks. I got to cop you on at least one because I, I was going to go Vikings as well. I think mm. this whole I, it, it just I look. I love the fact that the Lions are favored. It just should, like to a casual sports person who's not into gambling. This is just the classic like they'd be like, oh, what an upset this would be, and it's, it's like no, it's not an upset. Um, the the Lions, you know, they've actually set the line this way, but I think it's too much of an overreaction. I agree. I I think the Vikings are getting. Not enough respect in this spot. I'll take the two and a half points with the Vikings. My next game, I'll, I'll, I'll debate on copying you on another one for now. I'll t- I'm actually, and this is the dumbest move I'm doing, but because I went against them last week, I'm going to take the Broncos at home. I mean, nine and a half at home. Come on. Like, first of all, they their defense is so good mm-hmm. that they for should, real. nine and a half. I mean, just don't lose by double digits. Secondly, can you just have one game where you score a few points? One game. That's all. And this might be the one. You know? And this yes. is because the Chiefs, the Chiefs can give it up. Exactly. Yep. So I just think that's crazy. I think a lot of people are going to hammer the Chiefs saying, oh, they're going to win by double digits. I'm taking the Broncos um, to, to cover there, even though the, the Broncos have killed me every, every which way this year, um, including last week when I faded them. But I'm back on them this week. And finally – Damn, is it? I mean, is it messed up if I copy you on two picks? I like, I feel bad doing it, but are you doing it to copy him or are you doing it like you had no, it? Oh, I, I, I like, no, all right, I won't do it. I was going to take Chargers, especially because it was three and a half. I'm not going to do it now. I'll, I'll take something different. I'm actually going to go back to the Jets. Oh, um, nine and a half in Buffalo. Um, there's a potential Buffalo wins this game by 30, but the Jets are scrappy. I got to give them credit. They battled that last game. They should have covered. They should have won yep. in Minnesota. Let's be honest. Um, I'm going to take the Jets nine and a half. That's my Man. I have two nine and a half games. And then I have that weird two and a half game Vikings. Yeah. So going third here again, like my uh, movie ranking, it feels like I'm being unoriginal, but I had, all these written down. I could I could show you. Um, really? so the Jets, yeah, the Jets. I like the Jets two Myers. That line opened at ten, okay. and it's gone down to nine and a half. And you know, Ooh. there's the percentage of bets on. Let me pull it up. I got the the split here. It's sixty five percent of bets uh, are on the Bills, but the money's going the other way. So you know that's obviously why the line's going down. So. I'm on the Jets, also on Denver. I'm not just protecting my lead here. It's only a game. Uh, But it seemed like their offense kind of turned a corner last week. Uh, Just some more positive vibes, at least, um, against Baltimore. You know, a better team, and they they hung in there. I know it was because of Lamar, but, um, yeah, I'm with you. Nine points is a lot, and they could do some stuff on the Kansas City offense. Then I'm also with CP on uh, Cleveland as well, getting six. That line's moving a lot. Uh, Kelly gave us that pick as well. Well, CP brought it up first, to his credit, to his credit. That's right. Um, but I can't not take that after Kelly. Uh, gave I mean, it. If, Ke- if Kelly gave you that pick, I'm going to have to bet that myself. Yeah, we're definitely going to bet it. And I think I have to make it a contest yeah. as well. So there you yeah. go. Well, you are really protecting your lead. Good I Lord. Um, yeah. You've got, you got two with me and one with CP. Gonna be very tough to make up ground on this <laughs> on this guy. He's running out of whoop. We might CP, we might have to make him go first next week. Yeah. Um, no, we gotta you gotta take over the top spot and then he has to go second. 
Yeah, true. that's true. Well, it's gonna be tough to take over the top spot. You, you, we have all the same picks. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, Actually, I, I don't have I don't have that luxury in the in the contest that I'm in with CP. Also in first there, now tied for first. Unfortunately, went over three in NFL, Ooh. three for three college football. But I went that's over all three. done. Over three college was so brutal. Yeah, we can. And then I I was staring at three and zero oh, the Jets. I had the Jets. Myers just said it. I don't know how they didn't cover that game. No, just crazy. and then the Chiefs. You know, obviously they they lost outright, but I mean, I was expecting OT there. Bucker missed the kick. You know, could could have. I lost a, two and a half. I made two bets. I won Giants. I lost on the over in that game, and it was crushing because oh, the, CP because the under. The, the Chiefs missed the field goal to tie. That would have been the over, and then the Bengals are in field goal range, mm-hmm. and. They get the first down. Twice. Oh my god! I had a just I had a couple of things in the fire there too. It's that was yeah. the weirdest play. It's third and eleven. It looked like the Very dude weird. stopped, and Very weird. instead of hitting Burrow, it looked like the play was dead. It was really that was gutting. I had uh, I had some ugly swings. One well, and I and it was weird too. And I give I give them credit. Who is it? Zach Taylor, right? The coach. I yeah. I give them credit because most teams just. Run it there or dump it yeah, off. Yeah, that's what I thought pass. they were going to do. They actually threw over the middle, like a you know mid-range pass for to the sticks on third and long, and that you just don't see that usually. So I was thinking, okay, they dump it off, just make a tackle, they'll kick the field goal, we'll hit the over. Nope, and then they run out mm-hmm. the clock. So that kudos to them, but that was that was an unusual finish. That was that was a dagger. Uh, but these games, I, it's probably a bad sign. But man, I'm I'm liking all these picks. Ooh. Probably a really bad. I'm sign. glad I have two of the same picks as you. Then, yeah, you do. <laughs> all right. Any final thoughts before uh, CP hits the road? Oh yeah, enjoy CP. Lovely Bel Air. First time in Tampa. Never been to Tampa. Prince of Bel Air over here. Yeah, Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> yeah. First well, time in Tampa. Well, don't get in too much trouble because there's some trouble to get yeah. into. Zipping. Tampa, um, you can actually get zipper. Yeah. Put the zipper over my mouth on on that on that. Front. A nice buddy's trip That's location. Right. We'll just uh, say that. Yeah, I don't know about flying solo in Tampa. Yeah, we uh, yeah, we went there one year and yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, You're talking about Innisbrook Resort, of course. A lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the snake pit or whatever. Yeah, the spa. Uh, yeah, well, they needed. They had to. Uh, they had to call the guards. Someone had to come pick me up. They wouldn't let me walk through the gate at like three or four in the morning. No. <laughs> They had to escort me to my room. Glad I mentioned. Uh, made the tea time it, uh, though. Made the tea time. Uh, always do. Seven thirty or something. Did did not play well. Did not completely collapsed and didn't win the. the green that wasn't a jacket year. No, no, I was. I had the lead and uh, had the shakes. Took it a little too deep the night before. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> played myself out of out of the championship <laughs> there in Tampa. So be careful out there, CP. Um. All right. Anyway, thanks to Kelly in Vegas for joining us. Thanks to Will Balsam. Uh, sitting in for Greg Goffrey this week as our producer. Really appreciate that as well. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Check back next week when hopefully we have some more movie recommendations. See you.